Let's cut through the mainstream financial advice out there. This is your quick financial tip from your rich uncle. Okay, this is great. This is great stuff. So you're not living in, you're not living where you're investing, which I think is a misnomer for a lot of folks who are working at a job that they want to get out of and maybe create some cash flow. So you did this all virtually, essentially, and maybe touch a little bit more on what you mean by turnkey rental and how active were you in managing these properties that you ended up purchasing in other states? Yeah, this is actually like a product that people will sell turnkey yep. rentals. If you Google it, things will pop up, guys, providers will pop up and supposedly there's different layers of turnkey. Essentially the idea is a house flipper out there will go buy a beat up piece of junk and they'll fix it up. They'll, but they'll put it, put like a renter type of standard type of stuff. It won't be like super pretty, but it'll be like really durable and good enough for government work or for class B and C renters for the most part. So. They'll fix the roof, the flooring, the appliances, the new paint job. They'll fit all the interior stuff. And mm -hmm. um, sometimes these guys will even put a tenant in there for you and manage it for you. I always recommend my folks to get a third-party property manager to get this all in place. So you don't, you buy from somebody else. It, it's a great way for like new investors to put on the training wheels as a landlord. But this is what I did. I bought from 2012 or 2009 was when I bought my first rental to 2015 is when I stopped buying these little rental properties. I got up to 11 of them. And I think they're a critical part of wealth building, but if you're already an accredited investor or million dollar net worth or greater, or making more than 250 a year, it's little rental properties are a pain in the ass and they're still have some little bit of li legal liability and the debts in your personal name syndications and private placements might be more of your style. That's where I switched. So from 2015 with 11 rentals, each rental gives me like a couple hundred bucks, a few hundred bucks of cash flow every month. So you add that up. I was positive cash flow, 3000 bucks, which was because a lot of that's when it's real estate, it's tax free. So it was essentially like half my paycheck. I saw the light to financial freedom and yeah. I actually saw this very early on and my, my attitude towards work changed pretty drastically in the first, even the first several years doing this, whereas I don't really need to do this too much longer. Yeah. So you were planning um, the exit. You were, you saw it, as you said. Yeah. Yeah. My first job was pretty hard. I worked for a very conservative company where quality of life is low, but the pay is a little higher. And maybe that was a, probably a good thing too, yeah. because it looked it, it kind of heated up the boiling water and it made me really hate my job and want to get out even more and more motivation to saving to put the down payments and more properties. But that was, let's say my attitude definitely changed after a while. Like I became apathetic in a way where I don't have to keep doing this. Like I make more than you guys. I mean, it was, it's start to realize that 95% of people out there, they just are really bad with their money. They can't save it. They spend more than they make. And let's put aside the folks who, who don't go to college. And I think college is really that great anyway, but don't go to college. Don't get a professional career. A lot of those people, it's an income. They just don't make enough money. If you don't make 50, 80 grand in this country with a family, you're not making enough money, quite frankly. Yeah. That's a different problem. I don't know how to fix that. There's so many websites consolidation. I don't know about that, but I was good with my money. So a lot of folks that I think are listening, resonate with this, right? You make six figures, but there's this kind of money mindset out there. Like 
Dave Ramsey, Susie Orman, the saver mentality. And what I tell people a lot is that's good for people who, number one, don't make that much money, or number two, maybe you do make a good salary, but you suck at your personal finance. You can't really keep a budget. And I would still argue that most people are like this. The people who cross over, like, like people like myself, right? We save a boatload of our into 401k, even though we shouldn't be doing that. And we were on this fast pass to financial independence. You need to get rid of the Dave Ramsey, Susie Orman, save, save, save. And you got to get into things, buy assets with good debt and leverage your debt. And in a way, be on the offense. And people don't realize that there's these two paradigms. And the two, some people call it the rich dad, poor dad mentality to operating system. I call it the simple passive cash flow.com mentality. It actually tell you guys what to do, buying little rental properties to your network is half a million, million, then go into syndications and private placements after that. Um, but that, that, that's what I followed. I followed this journey. Once I got to the accredited status, I started to go into syndications and private placements. And I started to dump the low annoying rental properties. But the annoying rental properties to me was a way how I learned. And it helped me really do due diligence on the larger deals as a passive investor. Lane is not a lawyer, CPA. But the dude did quit his engineering job and now owns thousands of rental properties. Learn more about the secrets of the wealthy. Join our community at thewealthelevator.com slash club. And if you're looking for a longer form podcast, also subscribe to the Wealth Elevator podcast.